Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gehen jetzt in den Wasser los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Yes. There it is. <laughs> Welcome to Nintendo. I guess. <laughs> Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo Podcast. My name is Philip Mewson, and today I am joined by Pear Schneider, Brian Altano, and Casey DeFritas. Hello. Welcome, everyone. It's great. It's great to have you all here with yeah, me today. This is good. Yeah. Sorry about the weird intro. I was waiting for my cue in my in-ear. Didn't get one. I don't know what's going on back there. This is a live show, by the way. Reminder, everyone. We are live on IGN.com every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time. So definitely, definitely make sure you join us live on IGN if you want to catch the episode a day early. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, how's everyone doing this week? It's been a little bit of a quiet week, right? No real big news Nothing. coming out. Nothing yeah. at all. No. Yeah, Nintendo some online Spacer. stuff got announced. Oh, wait, yes, yeah. that's right. We finally got some details about what Nintendo Switch Online is actually going to be like. So I'm very, very uh, excited to go over that a little later in the show. Um, but we are also going to be talking about uh, the future of Virtual Console and what Nintendo Switch Online means for the future of Virtual Console. Um, we also want to talk about some of the top features that Nintendo Switch Online desperately needs, as well as a little bit of the game facts 
Facts leaks. I don't know if you guys caught that, uh, but earlier there were some leaks that arose on Game Facts. Uh, some of it was right, some of it not so much, but I definitely still think that it's worth bringing to your attention as well. Uh, there's just a ton of stuff to go over, so let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Um, so yeah, Nintendo Switch Online was officially announced on uh when was it monday? monday it was like monday night yeah yeah it was weird it was, it was weird just kind time. of yeah. like this quiet quietly snuck out some tweets that had everything yeah. laid out in yes it. Exactly. and it it both like it was kind of surprising but it was also confirmation of a lot of things they've been saying for a long time anyway yep. right they had mentioned the 20 dollars a year thing they had mentioned um that basically the first year or so of switch online would be free and so uh, that didn't stop a lot of people from being very surprised at both of those things, mm-hmm. despite them being very clearly telegraphed. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are anyway. Uh, but there was, I think, for me, uh, the big thing in there was the, the the reveal that it's going to launch with 20 NES games, which I've never played before, and I'm interested in trying. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, which I've now bought 40 times, so it'll be good yeah. to do that again. Well, you won't own them, though, now. So, so it's different. Okay, can we get into that then? Because I don't... That bums me out. I know I don't own what anything. What do you mean? Like, how does that bum you out? You already own them 50 times. No, you own nothing okay. when you buy digitally. Fine. You this technically own nothing. No, all right. Ever. All right. And as a man who lost his Switch saves before, <laughs> PS Cloud saves uh, are coming about time. Yes. Um, you technically never own anything really ever. Even Only your memories can you hold on Aww. to. You, Even those slip with time. <laughs> yeah. You can sometimes save games and game data onto a thumb drive and some other consoles not with nintendo no not with nintendo all right well before we get even deeper into this part of the conversation because i did want to split it up into two different segments where first we focus on nintendo switch online as a service as a whole and Mm -hmm. then we can talk about the whole like uh you know 20 nes classic games coming over Mm -hmm. to switch and what that means for virtual console um but you know first and foremost like you had mentioned cloud saves have officially been announced they're finally coming to switch thank god um and then nintendo did make it very clear that they're going to be moving forward with their mobile app for voice chat. Thank not goodness. Yeah, Thank like, not no. goodness. No. Um, they also announced a family plan, which uh, apparently we can start Thank signing up goodness for again on yes, May fifteenth. So. Honestly, I, I, it, it hit me as I was I was looking at uh, at these announcements. I was like, oh no, now another online plan I have to pay for. Right. Pay for, right? I played. I played in the math in your head of all. Yeah. The when I play like Destiny or Sea of Thieves with my kids on on other platforms, I have to have subscriptions for for four services. Yeah. Is that right? true? Yeah, there, there, there are limitations. There, there's some sharing that you can do that you can also do with Steam. But at the at the core, you want people to have their own identity, play on multiple systems, right. and be able to own the game mm-hmm. rather than playing when you're not online. Mm-hmm. And this plan actually thought of parents. How nice! Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. There so is. I don't. I only have to buy one subscription, and mm-hmm. people can play together even on multiple switches. Yeah. Can play an online. And that subscription together. is thirty four ninety five a year. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, a year. And that's so that's cheap. Than a single Xbox Live Gold mm-hmm. or, or PS or Plus PS subscription. Plus, yeah. Before we get in any deeper into this, I do want to start a poll uh, in the chat. I have a question for you guys. Uh, do you plan on subscribing to Nintendo Switch Online? I'm, I'm curious to know how much of our audience is actually going to sign up once this thing does release in September, uh, or if you're just going to skip it uh, altogether and just stay away from playing games online. Um, but yeah, so like. Now that uh, Nintendo Switch Online is actually happening, it's a thing, uh, other games that were heavily relied on online services like Splatoon 2, Mario Kart, ARMS, like upcoming uh, Mario Tennis Aces, like those games will not be able to be played online anymore. I'm sure they'll yeah. do the, the same thing. Like every time you buy an Xbox uh, on, online-enabled game, it comes with a card for mm-hmm. free mm-hmm. Uh, free trial and stuff. I'm sure they'll do that kind of stuff. And right? we've already and free weekends. gotten a free trial for a whole year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. No, that's yeah. right. That's one way of putting yeah. it. Yep, for yep. sure. <laughs> but I just worry a little bit about like new Switch owners. For instance, mm-hmm. like I know Splatoon here in the West is very popular amongst like younger uh, mm-hmm. audiences mm-hmm. Yep. as well. Yeah. So it's like a parent running into a store, um, you know, to buy a Switch in Splatoon. Like they might not be aware that this is like a very online heavy experience. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally agree. You know, yeah. games like that with Mario Kart as well. So and yeah, Smash when it comes out. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so I, I think that's the good thing in terms of uh, strengthening the value of what this is, which we said is only $20, but still $20 is $200 if you're five, mm-hmm. right? Or you're 10. Yep. You just don't have that kind of money, period. You don't like dog years, like it multiplies <laughs> yeah, it's, when you're a kid? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's everything or nothing, basically. So I think that's kind of difficult. Um, that said, uh, I think it's really less about the price and more about the idea that there is going to be a significant value behind this. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because this is, it's called, 
is it called Nintendo Online right now? Nintendo Switch Online. Right, because like online multiplayer games are some of my. I'm like incredibly uninterested in those things. Really, as, as a gamer, okay. In general, you guys, you guys, pair knows historically be like, oh, let's play Mario Kart together, let's play uh, Splatoon together. I'm like, I don't want to play. With Given you. the success of Fortnite, <laughs> I don't think you're the normal gamer. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I love like you know story driven video games. Yeah. I love like oh, yeah. single player yeah. games. I love like stuff like that. Um, but there's so much under this umbrella that I feel comfortable paying for, right? And like like the classic games and the cloud saves things, which I have to say I have to stick a knife in a little bit on this. Um, it kind of sucks that they are the only major player in the industry that is charging for cloud saves, Pews. and right now there is PlayStation too, right? Well, yeah, without, but, but without a without an option of backup, that's like exactly on it. your own. Like so, charging for cloud saves is one thing. I'm okay with that. I understand server costs are expensive. These things get expensive, right? Um, but not giving me as a as a player the ability to back up my own saves uh, on my own devices, which is effectively free, yeah, right. you know, it costs they, them nothing. Kind of sucks. And right now, if you lose your switch or it breaks, your account is gone too. There's yeah. no way to back that up, and that is. So I'm hoping that this the online service fixes that, so mm-hmm. you can then log into. But there's something on the FAQ that kind of worries me a little bit. It says Nintendo Switch Online can be used on any device by signing in with the Nintendo account that purchased the membership. Yeah. So does that mean everyone else on the family membership that isn't the person who purchased the account can't do the cloud. Will they not be able to log into other hmm. systems? Yeah, I don't know. That's the, that's the unanswered question here. It's like, how is identity handled? Yeah. You know, can I log into another system and play, re-download a game temporarily? Mm-hmm. I just ran into this. I told you the story. I flew to Germany, had my Switch prepped, games downloaded, put it on the, on the counter at home, got in the car with my wife, drove to the airport and said, oh, crap, my Switch is at home. And then, you know, 11-hour flight, so of course I do what anyone would do. I stopped at Best Buy, bought a new, uh, at GameStop, bought a new Switch. Oh, my gosh. Um, and uh, bought a cu- bought bunch of cartridge games that I didn't own yet. Mm-hmm. Rebought then, all the Joy-Cons. To so, on the and then when I got one. home, I transferred that one account with a save back to my Switch. So now I have like a pair two account mm-hmm. with different games on that one. But... Would, in in the new scenario, would I ju- would I just be able to log into that new system with my online ID, download some of the games, or no? Is it just for the saves? Um, yeah, I would say I anywhere else, sure. <laughs> <laughs> with the power of Nintendo? Question mark. Well, yeah. Brian, I mean, you lost your saves. You lost your Switch, essentially, right? Stop didn't, mentioning it. Look, at I, I know it's a very <laughs> sore subject for you. I'm I'm very sorry to bring it up again. Oh, because I, I was tweeting about about the online thing, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, too, this is too, you know, too little, too late for you." And I was like, <laughs> "Well, I'd rather." lose my saves once than twice yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know like it sucked once but i'm glad it doesn't have to suck were you a, were you able to like log into your account and re-download all of your previous so purchases? yeah so that you can i was able to access my account no problem and okay. you can re-download like it doesn't lose all the money you ever spent mm-hmm. on it okay, okay it just good. loses your saves like your progress is gone. okay nice um and i believe your your screen caps and photos and stuff like that yeah. that i have to double check how do you re-access your account so you got your switch back yeah because for i tried if I have an account on a Switch already, I cannot access that account anywhere else unless I have two you can. switches. You transfer, yeah. But you, you have, have to have to both switches next to each other and have them both plugged in and have them both connected to the same Wi-Fi. You have to. Do I the believe. I believe I just. Lo- I, I believe I just logged into it through the eShop, or it was there already. It may have I disconnected forget. your account. The yeah. customer service people disconnected it from the old. It's, it's, yeah, I think ID. it was there already. Okay. It's an exception that Nintendo has to make because I've I've yeah. had a, another friend that this has happened to as well, and Nint- he said he called Nintendo support, and uh, they were like. Okay, we'll do it for you this time. Mm-hmm. Like you know, kind of yeah. gave him the you know cold shoulder shoulder a little bit. But I I, oh. I, I got to think this saves some of that identity, yeah. some of that yeah. that user account it, it stuff, to. so you'll it be able to, to log in mm-hmm. more freely. But I wish they had stated that mm-hmm. in this announcement. Yeah, uh, but to to backtrack a little bit, like I'm Philip, I'm totally with you on the concern that. Um, New players buying a Switch for the first time who are young, who are jumping into games like Mario Kart and Splatoon. I mean, Mario Kart is the kind of thing that, like, I don't know, there's enough going on there locally right. that I think it's okay. But with with other games, I, I mean, Splatoon has Especially a lot Splatoon. of... Splatoon. Splatoon, yeah. definitely, right? I, I bet you the bundle will incru- include a free year. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they'll switch to a bundle marketing strategy for, like, Splatoon bundle has one year of online 
included, don't you think? Right. I think a year would be the minimum, especially yeah. because it's at such a low price point already. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be that difficult. That would be smart. And, and that would be really activate, smart. Yeah. You always need a credit card, and then you're screwed. Yeah, and you're on. Um, I've got some poll results uh, real quick. I want to get to eighty-five uh, percent of you said yes. You are signing up for Nintendo Switch Online, which isn't really a surprise. If anything, I would have guessed it to be a little bit higher than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, eighty-five percent—that's pretty great. It's good. We're going to see a lot of you guys online. And also, uh, someone in the chat has a question. Brian, what are you drinking? Oh, it's a, a cold brew iced coffee. This is always a cold question. brew iced coffee. Well, because <laughs> it always looks like something that it's the cow pear. lost on the pasture. Pear, you eat those weird spicy German licorice candies. Like oh, yeah. Strange old elf. Or Swedish ones. Uh, iced coffee. It's yep. beautiful. Um, through the day. But that's H- none of my business. <laughs> Hicksonar28 uh, uh, has a comment about your uh, Joy-Con uh, endeavor or l- buying your another Switch. He says, GM money, baby, um, mm-hmm. which I know that we hear a lot here. But uh, yeah, so I just thought I'd shout that out real quick. Can, Thank we, you, can we talk about the NES game stuff real quick? Yeah, yeah, let's cut yeah. over to um, the uh, future of Virtual Console and all Because I think stuff. this is super cool. I think it's weird that uh, we only know part of the lineup so far mm-hmm. but for the stuff we saw in there there's dr mario there's zelda there's mario 3 and they're adding online functionality to a lot of that right and makes sense for most most of them already had yeah multiplayer but zelda didn't so i'm Zel- really that's but the their feature mark. is yeah. awesome no no their feature is so <laughs> yeah yeah cool. let's talk about that you a little can bit. play the game single player with the friend watching you <laughs> and whenever you want you can hand the <gasps> controller to them virtually no it's freaking awesome. oh wait virtually yeah so they oh. they literally you are you're spectating yeah. you're spectating me playing yeah. and i can say all right casey you take over and that's you play really at cool. home and play my save it's that that okay. is awesome they're literally calling really, it like yeah. pass the controller okay yeah sort of like how ps4 players have the option to like share Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what is it for thirty minutes or something? Yep. Well, this apparently doesn't have a time limit, so you could pass the controller. It's so cool because it's like it's like when you were a kid and you're playing mm-hmm. with your friend on the couch, and like you get to a point, you're like, all right, fine, you play, or right. you play Mario Brothers, which you can do, you can do the handoff too, where every time you die, you give the controller to your friend. Well, now you just do it online. That's you guys really are cool. playing Super the game cool. together. Yeah, yeah. And so, what about like? I mean, there aren't a ton of sort of like couch co-op multiplayer games yep. on the NES that fall under the sort of the the compartment of Nintendo first-party stuff, right? Because yep. that's something that's it's worth noting here. We've only seen first-party stuff as part of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into that conversation about Virtual Console later, but I imagine that's going to be what things look like for a while because that's just the nature of things now. Yeah. I think everybody's figuring out how to make their own money on the side. Yeah. But uh, – for stuff like that Nintendo makes that's like there's like I don't know balloon fight is one of them where two mm-hmm. players can play at the same time stuff like soccer and tennis I believe golf yeah, golf, yeah. yeah. Um, actually I think golf is single player is it yeah. you can um, still pass the controller though yeah <laughs> yeah but you want hey you want to spectate me while I play golf that's just mean. We'll pass I, the I controller. mean it is the best spectating <laughs> sport right can, can someone spectate me while I f- stand up and fall asleep <laughs> get my head on the floor yeah um, but but we don't know they might also add some leaderboards or some time yeah, challenges yeah. to the mix right and so I think like stuff like Dr. Mario is going to work like that um, yeah. that's going to yeah. be really cool to play online in the same way you can play like Puyo Puyo Tetris with people online yeah, yeah. Like to have that with an NES game, Dr. Mario, is like really interesting to me because they are not redoing the graphics. They are not like re-releasing these games in HD. I mean, you don't need to. They're they're pixel perfect, right? Uh, so, yeah, it'd be really cool to see what they do with that kind of stuff. And I think from there to see how often they roll out more of them. Like, are they giving us 20 at once? Do they go away the second I stop paying for it? Like. All of that is unknown. I'm assuming it's just a, a library that keeps growing over time, but you never know. They might go yoink and take one away. The, the, the notable part is that they call this, um, they call this Nintendo Entertainment System Nintendo Switch Online. Very unwieldy name, of course, but, you know, it has little TMs and Rs and everything on there. But the, the, the fact that they make this so explicitly NES is interesting to me. Right. Yeah. Right. Like they didn't pick a title that kind of left the door open for Super NES or N64 or Game Boy. Or maybe that is another season that gets layered on top. Where now suddenly you have Nintendo sixty four, Nintendo Online, or whatever. I would be. Fine we don't with, know. I would be fine with that as long as they don't raise any prices or like and add any gonna, extra fees. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Are they going to cycle out the games that are available, or yeah. are they just I mean, going to keep adding them? I don't know. I mean, that so. The only contemporary example we have of something like this is kind of like the PlayStation Plus right. business model. And the games which, disappear. Yeah. But you accumulate. Yeah, right? you accumulate them. And all you have to do is basically sync a download, like 
tell your system or on your web browser, I want Beyond Two Souls and Rayman Legends, and they just get tucked away in your mm-hmm. in your shopping in your library. You yeah, don't your library. Mm-hmm. Your your system effectively treats them. Your account treats them as transactions that you purchased. You get a receipt in your email for zero dollars and zero cents, and they are in your library forever until you stop paying for PlayStation Plus. But then you can let your account lapse for a bit, I believe, uh, yeah. repay, get back in, and then keep going. I know for cloud saves, it's six months. Yeah. So maybe mm. it's the same for the library. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. For, mm. Who for, knows? For this, yeah. But right now, we only know NES games. Um, I imagine we'll get more later. I don't think we're going to get as far as GameCube and stuff like that. Um, right. Mm. Who knows? I mean, I think GameCube emulation in general is kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. So, But, I mean, there's a huge library of Game Boy and DS and N64, mm-hmm. Super NES, NES yeah. Virtual Boy, if you want to play mm-hmm. red games. <laughs> no, but but before you even have to go to GameCube. And that's that's what's so weird about this plan. This sounds so, so NES-focused. I mm-hmm. mean, they're definitely celebrating their kind of like their classic heritage with yeah, this. Yeah, I saw, yeah. You said DS. I saw somebody a while back mocked up a um like sort of like a switch thing that uh rotated the screen so it's vertical yeah. and had the joy cons on the side oh. so you could basically play with like a giant touch screen yeah. in the middle yeah <laughs> so that's one way to do it that's better than playing them on your tv through a wii u yeah which was like just not, not amazing great. well let's let's go ahead and start another poll for the chat um i want to ask the question do you think nintendo made a mistake by ditching Virtual Console for Switch and announcing the new Nintendo Classics system? Um, Yes or no, essentially. Uh, Because I honestly, I think that this, at the end of the day, is almost a reboot for virtual console. I mm. think it's almost like a like a rebranding. Um I wrote an article about it uh, a couple days ago when Nintendo announced it and that was sort of my angle. Um and I'm really kind of sticking by that because I think it makes a lot of sense from a business perspective and I think that's maybe how Nintendo is looking at it because um like for the average person out there uh, as far as virtual console is concerned, it was basically an an a la carte system, right? Where you could buy um games individually, right? Mm-hmm. From the virtual console. And new yeah. ones would be released. Right. And so month. like so I Obviously, there's a lot of hardcore Nintendo fans out there like us that would buy a bunch of them. Um, but then there's also those other other people out there who are more casual players that would buy like the big ones like Zelda and Mario and maybe Donkey Kong. And then that's it. We saw uh, like chart like basically sales charts for mm-hmm. them. Um, I believe Nintendo is pretty open about that. And there might have been, been, been a way to like tabulate that on the old systems. And every all the games you just named were always at the top. Right. Like it was never it was never even so yes. So what I think is like is it if this is a system where they keep adding more games to the mix, um, they're essentially getting everybody's money. 85% of our chats, $20 every month, uh, year, essentially, mm-hmm. right? So at the end of the day, this could mean more money in the long run uh, for Nintendo because you know people would essentially continue to pay for it uh, whether or not they are playing those games, essentially. I mean, yes and no. I, I, I would say for a power user like, Everyone sitting here, I would I would have given them way more than twenty dollars a year for virtual console games. I have right. Yeah. I mean, they were selling NES games for five dollars a pop, and they're giving me twenty for twenty dollars. Yeah, and I would have I would have bought twenty of those for five dollars each. You but know? but again, like they're limiting it to NES right now. I'm I'm curious to see if this plan will expand to some of the later games or if that will be treated completely separately where they will release an N64 game for five bucks like that, yeah. you know, just in the eShop. Maybe yeah. they'll, uh, like we, maybe we they'll release know. more games outside of what's free and then offer people who have yeah. Nintendo Switch Online a discount for yeah. them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty torn because, like, I mean, gaming history preservation is something that I really I care about, you mm-hmm. know, as, mm-hmm. as a like person getting older and watching games disappear and especially games that are online now, they just go away for good. Mm-hmm. Um so preservation is important, but in terms of kind of a first party or third party publisher deciding how to retell the story, re-releasing one of their classic games, um, there's so many ways they can do that now that aren't necessarily just dragging and dropping them onto the eShop. Also, this online stuff is setting a precedent that that has to happen for every single game. Right. Whereas with some games, like the Zelda past the controller thing is really cool, but I don't necessarily need that. And if that's going to hold back the development of porting a link to the past so I don't have it on Switch in the next th- two years, then that kind of sucks, right? Mm-hmm. I look at companies like Square Enix, uh, Capcom, Konami, uh, companies that are constantly... 
Yeah, thumbs up to them. Constantly re-releasing their classic games in different ways, right? A lot of them are putting them on, uh, they're basically just putting them out as downloads. Mm-hmm. Some of them are putting them uh, on iOS. Some of them are remastering them. Square recently took Secret of Mana and a bunch of other games, packaged them in a collection. Sega um, Ages is on Yes, Yeah, Sega way. Ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, With Capcom, Dreamcast games, yeah, by Capcom the way. Capcom is putting yeah. basically every Mega Man game that they ever made on the NES and Super NES on Switch by the end of the month in, yep. in big, hearty collections. So I don't ever see the virtual console ever as we know it being the way it used to be in terms of everybody coming together and playing mm-hmm. fair. Right. And I bring up Netflix because Netflix is a company that when they first started, everyone was playing with Warner brothers had movies there. Disney had yeah. movies there little by little people thought, uh, Oh, we can get our own little share of the streaming pie. Right. And we can get our own piece of the puzzle here. I hate that. Yeah. It'll <laughs> it happen with Disney. Right? It sucks yeah. for us. And it's why you saw Netflix ramp up production of their original independent mm-hmm. content and why everybody has their own thing now. Uh, and so I think that's why we're seeing so much, first party stuff here right yeah. which is cool for us because we know it and we know what's going on and we there's love a these finite games. supply though that's right a, that's it's a also challenge. you mentioned casual gamers a lot of casual gamers are like oh i, I used to have a nintendo nintendo made contra they made castlevania <laughs> you know they start naming all these things that they kind of like merge in their head as games not actually party. made by nintendo right yeah and they weren't you know so when they go to look for those things they're not there and then it gets kind of dicey but we'll see i mean that's N- nintendo has um we're we're at the uh, the start here. We didn't don't know everything about this this platform, and yeah. we may very well see that kind of stuff where, like, one month maybe Konami month or something, and you get your contras. Or yeah, something. Mm-hmm. and maybe they rotate it out the next month, and those games are no longer owned or accessible by you. And then Konami can still do their own collection. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of flexibility here with a subscriber um, service. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. they'll only be available for a limited amount of time, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. like we'll an, like every month as mm-hmm. like an extended demo and then you'll have the option to purchase them at a discounted this is complete speculation yeah i'm just trying to think of no i I hope i hope that is the case i do hope it's not one of those things um so on the nintendo 3ds if you bought it early uh good for you you unlock the ability to pay way more for that system than anybody else i was there (laughs) you got the ambassadors Uh, we got an apology certificate that stayed on our (laughs) systems for a very long time but we also got access to something like six game boy advance or super nintendo games super nes yeah Yeah. um good ones and they're yeah they're really good ones and they stayed there forever but there was no other way to get those on that system Mm yeah and that's kind of a problem yeah <laughs> and so i was don't, cool yeah i mean it was cool for me because i was yeah. there i had my like sadness jpeg to prove <laughs> that i spent more money <laughs> but most people uh could never access those and so people would ask me like how do i get those games in my system and i'd be like you don't you like, go pay a crazy amount of money to someone else who owns a system yeah who owns a system <laughs> exactly well, you buy a super nes classic yeah you get one of and those. you're sitting in yeah. front exactly. of your yeah. tv i mean like, so i guess that's that that helps those people, right, yep. in that situation. But I, I just hope it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, you want to play Contra? Cool, we have it no, this November, but then in December it's gone forever. And if you weren't there in November, you just don't get to play Contra. See, I, I kind of like that. Like as long – no, as long as there is some some way to access those uh, access those games beyond the, subs, the, the yeah. subscription, yeah. right? Like right. Konami releasing that game as a download separately, yeah. and that may very well happen. They're just one-offs that you can download also for three bucks. So then without the handoff feature obviously you know real quick yeah it'll it'll never be three dollars by the way before we uh go any further i just want to say we got poll results in and 61 percent of you uh say no we're good um as in regards to uh nintendo making a mistake by ditching virtual class or virtual console for nintendo classic so most people seem to be okay with it Mm -hmm. uh which is nice i personally am okay with it i think it's fine it it was a huge surprise but i think it's just a it's just a name yeah Mm -hmm. it's a name at the end of the day and the the reality is that like in the same week they basically said hey we're not really focusing on that name right now they announced that 20 nes games are coming to the system so that's acknowledgement that people want classic games they have a system in place for them how that plays out we'll see but what they call it is is irrelevant to me. So so let's spend five minutes here talking about some of the top missing features that we think Nintendo Switch Online desperately needs right now. And I'll go ahead and kick it off. Uh, a big one for me is the part is a party chat system. I, I really like having mm-hmm. party chat on uh, Xbox or PlayStation, just being able to jump from game to game, no matter which game you're playing, and still being yeah. able to talk with your friends 
on the system or in Nintendo's case, even the mobile app would be fine. Um, you know, that would be a cool implementation to see on Switch. Uh, but we, as of now, have no word of that yeah. happening. As yep. someone who moved across the country over here, that is my main method of communication to all of my friends back home is party chat while right. I'm mm-hmm. playing games. But the Switch, and I think, honestly, the limitation is just that there's no aux um, plug mm-hmm. in any of the controllers. Yeah, there, so, I think yeah. there are more limitations. <laughs> like it, it is you, you need you need excess RAM in order mm-hmm. to have party chat chat on top of running all the mm-hmm. different games. So I think during development, they just that was one of the things where they said, "All right, let's find a different solution." Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a, it's it's an issue. Uh, it, it's a bummer. I, I would agree that that is the biggest one. The chat solution, despite you know the the app obviously evolving over time, maybe getting better. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not anything that we want. We want plug and play and simple. Mm-hmm. And the switch is so simple in every yeah. other way. Like the way you dock it, the way it goes to sleep. That is like the one the one kind of hang up that's really mm-hmm. annoying. A lot of people have been using uh, Discord as an alternative yep. for yeah. Switch Online. And shout out, by the way, to the NVC Discord. I was playing with you guys uh, earlier last weekend, actually. So thank you very much for inviting me to that. Uh, I'll drop a link in the description to the NVC Discord as well if you guys are interested in joining that. There's a lot of people in there playing all sorts of Switch games online, so make sure you check it out. Um, but yeah, what are some other features that you guys uh, think need well, to I, come? I think the big one is reputation, right? Uh, every other system has an achievement system where, um, you know, the, the more games you play and the more awards you unlock, the 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 better you look to your friends and, and mm-hmm. enemies, right? Mm-hmm. There is a, a true kind of like forward path. And the Switch is very limited to I played 140 hours of Zelda or left it on pause for 140 hours, right? Like, <laughs> right. The, there, there is no kind of like building reputation. And then with that, the kind of the connection to like group into clans or groups, mm-hmm. you know, the, that's that's the kind of depth I think an online community needs over time. Right. Um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'm hoping something like that gets gets added um, mm-hmm. further down the the road, but um, it doesn't have to be the exact kind of copycat uh, reputation uh, the reputation system the other guys have, right? Mm-hmm. Like cross platform games now have the same achievements and trophies mm-hmm. uh, between these two platforms, which makes them less unique. Yeah, and I'm hoping Nintendo can do something that is that is more unique, where you get a badging system that ties in with That's their cool. biggest characters or franchise, something like that. Where it doesn't necessarily like layer additional like achievements like jump a hundred times in Mario, like that kind of silly stuff on top of the game. I appreciated like the sort of stickers stuff they did with yeah. Universe. Just I mean, it's not something I, I used practically all the time, yep. but it was also something that was there and it was so triumphantly weirdly Nintendo. Yeah. Which is I, I think what they need to lean into. Cause so pe- people are so deep into their ecosystems on PS4 and Xbox at this point. They have their gamer scores and their trophies mm-hmm. have been carrying over for what feels like centuries now. That they're not going to tr- start to build up that number from scratch, especially with all the third party games coming. So having something new and unique there would be really interesting. And the you know the the Wii did some of that on the um <clears throat> the Wii U on the main menu with yeah. kind of like they started with the little people running in, you know, the Mm-hmm. And then the the ring of different communities around that they never fully realized that either. Like it's it'd be you know on when when you're on Twitter or any social network, you kind of like that people follow you. Like mm-hmm. there's this kind of forward movement, and to bring that that needs to be brought to the forefront with Switch too. I feel like mm-hmm. I really like that system with the Wii U. I love just going on the different games boards and seeing mm-hmm. everyone's um, drawings mm-hmm. of like those games. That yeah. were, those are I don't know always. Yeah, the Wii U had such a it had such a big social community and it's mm-hmm. unfortunate that we don't have that on switch right now mm-hmm. and that goes it's being ported to switch for 59.99 <laughs> but that goes back to identity too right so there's reputation i think is is lacking and then there's identity something mm-hmm. that makes it feel mm-hmm. unique and different and like if you go into the the chat app it's like it doesn't quite feel right mm-hmm. it doesn't feel nintendo enough you know like they can they can do so much more with that right. on the actual platform well it's technically still in beta so mm-hmm. i'd love to see what it's actually going to look like once it's fleshed out um did you guys have any sort of features that you wanted to add uh or that you think nintendo needs to bring to switch online i'll i'll say another one for me uh is uh system level game invites just being able to yeah. like yeah. jump into any game that you're playing like let's say if you're playing splatoon and your friend's playing mario kart it'd be cool to invite them into your splatoon 2 game um while they're playing mario kart mm-hmm. i was like playing splatoon last weekend and i was trying to invite friends into a splat fest but that mm-hmm. was like 
impossible so to do. Yeah, I couldn't that's do a, it. So that's a, that's a no brainer. I mean, they did add notifications to see when your friends are playing another yeah. game, so they have the overlays. None so of my friends care. There's already, but there's already. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's just it's just me. No. My friend is pair, and he's just always playing Picross. <laughs> it's just no matter. No, what, I'm done. No matter what, do you see me? Like my name pops up. I'm playing all these different weird indie games, and you're just yep. like Picross, Picross. Pick yeah, that's right. All right, well let's let's keep it moving forward. We're running out of time. We've got about 30 minutes left of the show, and I really want to get no. through to the rest of these topics. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's go ahead and quickly, quickly go over uh, some of the game facts leaks that happened. Uh, a, I want to say like a week ago now. Uh, so this uh, was officially leaked on Game Facts by Lazy Man. Officially, officially, is such a thing as an official an leak? Official leak right. by an official <laughs> leaker um, on Game Facts. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know what really drove a lot of attention to this was that Lazy Man had uh, predicted the announcement of the Nintendo Switch online service, which was on May 7th. And so mm. he just nailed that right. And he got a lot of what they said, um, correct, or what they did, correct. So, like, for instance, his exact post was, Nintendo is uh, ditching the virtual console brand and replacing it with Nintendo Classics. Um, now, obviously, they never announced Nintendo Classics um, as yep. the official name. But, you know, they didn't really, I mean, NES or NES Nintendo Switch online games like that doesn't sound like a like an official name to me, Mm -hmm. but it it, it could. It could be. Um, He also said that um, there will be a new Paper Mario game coming in 2019. This is obviously an E3 leak. So this is all stuff that we could potentially be hearing during E3. Uh, There's plans for Mario Odyssey DLC that lets you play as Luigi and add 70 uh, more unique stars to Luigi, as well as. Wario and Waluigi becoming playable characters in Mario Odyssey with an additional 70 moons for each of them. You don't them. buy them? No, I, I don't think I want to see those men. Oh, I see. <laughs> really? In, in, in those costumes. How could you say that on this podcast? I don't want to body shame them, but Luigi, <laughs> Luigi's okay. Waluigi is a disturbing individual. Uh, yeah, he's. there's no doubt he's disturbing, but he's also <laughs> hilarious. He is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, yeah. Um, the Paper Mario thing is weird because Nintendo has outright stated that everything they're showing at E3 this year will be released by the end of the year. Okay. So. Okay. Eh, they always have a trailer or something, though, for a future game. I know. I basically don't believe anyone ever anymore. <laughs> Me neither. Especially, <laughs> you know, because of all the leaks, I feel like Nintendo now um, <laughs> is sprinkling some wrong stuff in yeah. with their with their information too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like um, Waluigi playable. Off. Like <laughs> Waluigi. That seems really weird to me. Mm-hmm. But like the like Luigi playable or DLC, it's, it's a no-brainer. Odyssey sold a, a ton of copies and like the the game is not over. They never said, we'll get more. They never said they were stopping DLC no. for it, so there's no reason why they wouldn't add something. Now if it's going to be this exact thing, that's still up in the question or up in the air for question, mm-hmm. but I definitely think that we'll see something eventually. Um And Paper Mario is not dead. It'll come back. Like, yeah, those are those totally. are all safe bets bets to make. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Uh, he also mentioned that Black Ops Four Battle Royale is coming to Switch uh, with crossplay for uh, with PC and Xbox, uh, but the regular Black Ops Four will be it's it's going to be different. Like it's not going to be like the full Black Ops Four multiplayer. It's just going to be this Battle Royale mode. Um, so Which, that's very interesting, by the way, because that's it's they're going in strange directions with that franchise in general by stripping the single player out and adding a battle royale mode instead um but if only that part comes to switch i'm wondering what it would cost if hypothetically it were to launch on the system i don't think they could charge more than 20 20 dollars yeah hey and also has nintendo country begs to differ with that yeah that's true (laughs) and it's activision has nintendo ever had cross play cross platform play yeah. With Xbox? Uh, yeah, with uh, uh, Rocket League. Has Rocket League. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, but not, a, not Call of Duty, although a couple of Call of Duties came to Nintendo platforms. Yeah, like I, know, yeah. I remember the last one. There's it's, some for the Wii. I'd say it's yeah, plausible. The DS. I'd say oh. it's plausible. The, uh. cross-play, the cross-play is plausible. Black, um, Call of Duty coming to Switch is a no-brainer. It will mm-hmm. absolutely happen. Yeah. Like there, uh, a couple of the franchises that sat out the launch will be back. Mm-hmm. Um, ch- the chat is bl- absolutely blowing up right now due to your Waluigi and, and Wario diss. Um, cool Cats Lily, fan of the show, friend of the show, uh, said, don't you diss Waluigi, Brian. Mason E says, banish him now. <laughs> See, I told you, you got to be careful. Well, you, you're, There's a ton of Waz coming in the chat right now. You grew now. up in we an Italian neighborhood, so you had uncles like Waluigi. I've got like plenty Waluigi. of people. My, half my family looks yeah. like Waluigi. Right? <laughs> don't tell me how to react to Waluigi. It's, 
It's okay. I got cousins that look like yeah. Waluigi <laughs> everywhere. Uh, all right, let's keep moving. I want uh, paper Waluigi, by the way. <laughs> paper Waluigi? Paper Waluigi. I'm trying to imagine paper Waluigi as a cute cutout, and I'm having a really hard time doing it. <laughs> yeah. Nothing cute He's about him. Constantly creepy. But... I love that weird uncle. Don't, yeah, don't quote me otherwise. Um, so Sega uh, will also reveal their Sega Aegis line for the West, and two of their games uh, will be the first two Sonic Adventure games that were released on Dreamcast, uh, which actually I would be excited to replay. I those. would, I would too. I, I actually really liked, especially Sonic Adventure Two, mm-hmm. which I first played on the GameCube. So really, back to Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, okay. I didn't, play, I didn't first play it on the Dreamcast. Wow. Yeah, no, I would love to revisit um, that series in general. I doubt it's going to hold up. I haven't played it since it, I played it on Dreamcast. It honestly doesn't. Like, you know, Sonic, Sonic Adventure, Adventure 2? I, I, loved, I loved the look of those games. I think they have a lot of issues that yeah. will annoy you, especially now, like, <laughs> post-Odyssey. Like, you play a game yeah. like Mario Odyssey, and then you go into Adventure, you're like, oh, just I think, let me run, man. I think Sonic Adventure 1 does not hold up, but I think Sonic Adventure 2 does. Mm. It's not an open-world exploration platform game. It's it's separated by levels. So yeah. I, I liked the level design. I liked yeah. the variation of the different characters you got to use. Still has a lot of stop and go. Yeah. You know, which I, mm-hmm. I feel like that game Unless needed to embrace. You got really good and memorized all of the levels, in which case it was not stop and go, but... You can just run through the whole thing. True, but that <laughs> my OCDness requires that I check what's behind that block. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying a word. This is all. This is all like very speculative, uh, speculative like leaks yep. that are you know could very well not be true. So very plausible. Too. All of it, yeah, with a grain of salt. Um, this is not confirmed at all. Rolling around with a um, grain of salt. Hey, Lazy man. Also, lyrics. <laughs> don't dis. Rolling around with a grain of salt. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Lazy Man also mentioned that Metroid uh, will get a Metroid Prime 4 gameplay trailer with an announcement for uh, 2009 release date, uh, which I I don't doubt that we'll get some sort of a Metroid Prime 4. That's not a leak. That's like a everyone's guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Right. Like that's a no brainer guess. Yeah. But I I like the more specific stuff like Sega Ages. How about uh, this for specific? Pokemon for Switch is revealed and it's a new take on red and blue and features. Graphics that are midway between sun and moon and Pokin tournament. Would you guys be okay with that? I would be super yeah. excited about it. Yeah. I don't think I. I really think it's going to be a new generation, though. I don't see them coming out with a remake as their first. Me neither. Or into yeah. a new system with yeah. new graphics. It, again, it's plausible because they have to redo all the assets. If mm-hmm. they're you know if they're not using an existing engine, they have to create all new all mm-hmm. new um, models for this mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know. Uh, I'd be cool with that. Those those yeah. were really really good games, and I haven't played them in like four hundred years. Yeah. So <laughs> I would actually you know. be super excited about yeah. it. Yeah, I would be. I would be excited for a new take on Red and Blue. Those are my favorites. Um, they were the original mm-hmm. games for all you youngins out there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is also apparently coming to Switch, according to Lazy Man, which was really like a weird uh, prediction <laughs> for me because like I understand the popularity of Five Nights at Freddy's. It's a massive game. A lot of people watch other people play that game on YouTube. Uh, but I feel like it's kind of like run its course by they gotta now. Do something new. Huh? They got to do something new. They got to do Five Nights at Waluigi's. <laughs> yeah, five Nights at Waluigi's. Some Mario ex- or some Nintendo exclusive content in there. Yes. That would be pretty cool. Uh, and then finally, the last thing he says is just two trailers for Smash Brothers for Switch are the, the last things uh, with a separate announcement of the Ice Climbers uh, at the Nintendo Treehouse Live, which sounds plausible to me. Um, I don't see why they would split it up with two different trailers. I'd rather just get like a gigantic reveal trailer that mm-hmm. like shows off a lot of gameplay. So like to fake people out mm-hmm. i could see that right like they always pretend like oh this is uh, this game and mm-hmm. then suddenly it's smash brothers yeah yeah, yeah. i could mm-hmm. see that god i love yeah. that okay <laughs> I, those are so, the best trailers they I seriously love them so are much. like the most exciting video game yep. trailers yeah it's, it's finding That's out about new smash brothers yeah. was amazing yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. so good <laughs> yeah it's so damn good that, that just turned into a whole thing just looking at the glint and rye and mm-hmm. its logo and it's this new game kind of so good it kind of set the internet on fire for a couple days i'm very excited about that um, so yeah, let's go, let's go ahead and keep moving forward. Um, we just heard word today that uh, su- there's a surprise Splatoon 2 announcement coming on June 9th, which we absolutely don't know anything about. We didn't know that this was coming, so it could be anybody's guess right now. Some people, a lot of people are saying different things. I've heard a lot of weird predictions. Um, it said it's something that's going to blow the fans' mind. Right. What? Now, there is speculation. There's already rumors, of course, on the internet. I've heard of... Uh, battle royale mode possibly coming up. to <laughs> totally made up. 
Battle Royale for it everything. Mm-hmm. It could so work. I for think Splatoon. it really could work for Splatoon. It could work. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What do you really? guys? It just it seems it seems like weirdly reactive of Nintendo to do something like that. They are so they're so Not. diagonal from. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe think about like when development on all, a lot of the Battle Royale modes started, like every every developer is like, oh, we're going to be the first one to yeah. add this to our game. Now like every game is going to have it. It just feel it feels like Battle Royale really needs that high player count though. That yeah. And that's mm-hmm. that's obviously what's different about Splatoon. And like the concept of an arena that gets smaller and smaller is is so smart and mm-hmm. I, I hope more more um, games replicate that, but there's got to be there's got to be that survival aspect to it, and mm-hmm. it's hard to do that with a game with you know eight when players. You're sp- also, when you're slinging ink all over the place, I mean, you kind of reveal your location as soon as you start yeah. fighting. Yeah. I'd rather want a blacklight mode where like <laughs> alarms go off, blacklight goes on, and both colors look the same. And you have oh, no idea. You have no idea awesome. who's winning. Like something oh. like that would be. Cool. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a feeling it's gonna be a mobile game. Ooh. A mobile Splatoon? Don't kill me, but <laughs> no, I yeah. I but think that's not a Splatoon two announcement. I think there'll be a Splatoon two mobile game. <laughs> Splatoon two mobile spinoff. Yeah, I do yeah. think so. Either that, or I think they're going to put. <laughs> it's like kicks or something where you just like color squares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sure, I like that. Uh, either that, or they will uh, fold in some like very recognizable first party characters, or they'll do some major Ooh. crossover event thing. Um, well, we that saw, just happened, right? Like they with did it Fortnite, with Ninja Turtles, Avengers, yeah, Fortnite and, Avengers, which was mm-hmm. basically just like two things trending on Twitter came together to make one thing. You think Thanos, Thanos is going to be uh, <laughs> taking over the Thanos universe? Yeah. Well, my, I hope so. My yeah. friends were talking about like, oh, this, this stuff leaked. I was like, there's no way that's happening. That's a complete lie. That is not. And then I come back into work this week. And I'm like, what? Yeah, real. <laughs> yeah real. Real. and apparently it's really fun and really good. It is. It yeah. is super yeah. fun. I mean, Splatoon two just had like a Ninja Turtles thing recently. Yeah, like, the uh, and yeah. Uh, in Japan they have a crossover with Sanrio, like yeah. the Hello Kitty uh, Ooh, people. Yeah. So Hello Kitty. I think they're they're clearly Outfits. talking to people. Yeah. So I think that like some major sort of just taking a really big popular thing and merging it with Splatoon. There he is. There's that boy with another <laughs> big popular. Thing. Uh, I think it'll work out really well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to get Nintendo characters in there. Just like that's what they pitched know. the game with to begin with. Yeah. Right? The game like, originally was supposed to have it was supposed to feature like Nintendo franchise characters. Yeah, like there's get screen- Samus in there in her gear. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's screenshots of uh, you know Splits or Mario and Yoshi running around with like you know uh, inkling guns and stuff like that, which is incredible to see. It's really, Yoshi really was cool. actually vomiting paint all over the map. <gasps> yeah, which, yeah, they had, <laughs> several several that's people how, got sick and they had to ban the game. That's how we attacks. Yeah, it's true. Nice. Yeah. So did you guys hear about this news uh, about Nintendo hiring a Legend of Zelda level designer? Get out. Yeah. What? Yeah. They're, they're no. going to have people designing levels? <laughs> Apparently Nintendo is hiring a level designer specifically for the Legend of Zelda series. And it's for a job listing uh, that's uh, set in their Kyoto headquarters in Japan. Uh, so this person must be very well versed in Japanese um, and be able to communicate with the team because it's obviously a big team project. Um, so... I just want to. I have a question for the chat. Um, what do you guys think about this? Do you think that the next Zelda game uh, will be a mainline game or a mainline entry to the series, or will this be a smaller 2D style Zelda game, sort of like uh, a Link Between Worlds? Mm. And I have the same question for you guys too. It's, it's I, very. First of all, it's very interesting that they posted something so specific for the mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda franchise. That could mean that they lost one of their key talent on mm. the team. Mm-hmm. And so they want to they want to attract um, uh, some people who have an affinity towards Zelda by mm-hmm. spelling it out. It's just it's very un Nintendo, huh? To like yeah. identify that, yeah. Instead of saying we're looking for a level designer for big open world games or well, something. Well, this is like I don't yeah. know. This is kind of a harsh thing to say, but Breath of the Wild didn't have levels. <laughs> yeah, but it had really brilliant it had stage setup. Yeah, it well, had, I it, think you know. had yeah fantastic individual puzzles. And it the had, beasts were very complicated machines. Sort of. Too. Yeah. yeah, sort of. I mean yeah. those that's they were kind of dungeony, but in terms of like this massive interlocking sure. labyrinthian thing that was, you know, you accessed areas using specific weapons and stuff like that. Um Kind of. It didn't really yeah. get into that. Levels, we, levels is weird terminology. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We actually we had um, someone here at IGN uh, who speaks Japanese uh, translate the posting, the listing for us because it was entirely in Japanese, and they were able to confirm that one of the require one of the uh, responsibilities would be to work on dungeons, mm. uh, and they didn't say anything like dungeon work creation, on, work on design. shrines. Yeah, yeah, dungeon creation exactly. Yeah. So, like, does that mean that this Zelda game will go back to sort of dungeons instead of what we saw with shrines? Are shrines 
just dungeons and like that's just what they're calling them now. I, I mean, I feel like they, they just kind of knocked this game out of the park and then asked fans and, and players like, what would you like to see in a future Zelda games? And a lot of people said, hey, give me more kind of like the, the bigger eventful themed dungeons across mm-hmm. the map. I I would definitely think they'll go that direction with the next one. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll go back to the more kind of like linear setup of a, of a classic like Ocarina of Time. I think they love that open world and shrine setup and exploration. But how cool would it be if there were eight dungeons and mm-hmm. you actually had to find find certain tools to open them up? You need yeah. you need the hook shot for the forest temple or mm-hmm. something. You know, I really loved the setup in Link Between Worlds because I yeah. walked into the first the first dungeon I walked into in that game was the hardest one, and oh, I just yeah. got my butt kicked, and it was like. It felt like playing the original Zelda game all over again. I really loved Link Between Worlds. Me too. A lot. Good too. game. Um, so I would totally love something smaller like that to hold us over until the next big sort of Breath of the Wild style game. So you like to his question, you would prefer something more 2D or like a big, the big enchilada again? No, absolutely yeah. something 2D. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I, I, Especially like, if it's going to come out this year. Yeah, no, totally. Um, Which is not going to happen. I mean, they're just hiring for someone. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Blo- Blossom Tales like, is, is kind of like that amped up link to the past, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like I would, I would be totally fine with a beautiful 2 D Zelda game like that, like uh, like a Link Between Worlds. Yep. But man, I, I had so much fun with Breath of the Wild. I would prefer that. Like Me, if they well, just yeah. double down on that. And Why not both? Yeah. Go Why not both? Exactly. <laughs> okay, exactly. All right, yeah. I mean, if we have yeah, this, this new if, level guy, he's going to work yeah. on that. If we have the small Zeldas to hold us over to the big ones, mm-hmm. um, I'm totally happy with I'll, that because I love both. Really, I'll have small Zeldas before the big Zeldas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you make it weird? I've <laughs> <laughs> said small Zeldas. <laughs> Uh, so Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate was announced for yeah. Nintendo Switch today. It was. Yes. And so this is actually a localization of Monster Hunter Double Cross, which is the ultimate like G-rank version mm-hmm. of Monster Hunter Cross, which is called Monster version? Hunter. I'll get to that. Well, so Monster Hunter Double Cross came out for Switch in Japan. Yeah, and not the 3DS. And but 3DS, it's never yeah. been here, never yeah. come out here. Um, so now we, we're finally getting it technically, right? It was yes. on Wii U. Yeah. On Switch. No. Not on... We got Monster Hunter Generations in 2016. Uh, Generally, the G-Rank version is what America gets first, and it's an expanded version of the game, which comes with a harder difficulty called G-Rank. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. There we go. Okay. (laughs) Okay, The hardest thing about these games should be playing them, but (laughs) it's not. It's actually figuring out which one is which. Yes. (laughs) Um, For some reason, the Japanese and American or English naming conventions are always different. Okay. But But, uh, Double Cross and Generations Ultimate are the same game. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And this game is like, for people who haven't played it, it is kind of visually more akin to a 3DS game. Because it was originally originally a 3DS game ported to the Switch. Yep. And, uh, There's some trailer footage the, right there. In, yeah, there yeah. we go. Um, it the cool thing. So generations for those of you who've played. If that's on the CG 3DS, though. That's not what yeah, it looks C- like. This is all CG, all CG. If you're watching the show, <laughs> don't get excited. Um, but everyone who's played Generations, you'll be able to transfer your save into Double Cross and, um, well, Generations Ultimate. Sorry, I'm that's gameplay. calling it Double Cross. That's what it looks like. <laughs> but um, it introduces, <laughs> so, <laughs> just to put things into comparison, Monster Hunter World had 32 large monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Generations had 73. Wow. And Generations Ultimate, or Double Cross, has 93 okay. large monsters. Wow. There's an incredible amount of content how, how many did world have 32 32 and this big is ones over yeah, 32 90. big ones That's and so yeah. world obviously if you haven't played world it was uh you know on, on the uh, on the other console <laughs> platforms visually really impactful yeah. really yeah. beautiful game beautiful. right um and and you you uh, mm-hmm. greatly enjoyed that game yeah. but do you do you love that kind of return to variety like do you t- are you okay taking a visual hit and <laughs> so getting more monsters the visual hit doesn't bother me okay. the quality of life improvements that world gave us will right there were a lot of systems that were evolved in the new yeah so for example in the older so this game came out in japan um a long time ago so it still follows the same old monster hunter style where when you're gathering plants or insects or whatnot when you go to a gathering spot you have to actually watch the animation of them getting on their hands and knees and collecting the stuff so gathering and collecting in the old monster hunters take a lot more time or is way more time consuming than it ever was in Monster Hunter World. Gotcha. So going back to things like that, you'll be missing your quality of life, but you'll have a lot more stuff to do. And it also introduces this thing called uh, Hunter Styles, which in- gives you different move sets 
for your um, weapons. For example, you can go in aerial style, and now even though you're using a greatsword, you can vault up into the air like an insect glaive user could. Or you can use the adept style, which really focuses on um, counterattacks mm. and waiting to the last minute to dodge so you can get off a counterattack and things mm-hmm. like that. And it also includes hunter arts, which are special attacks um, that are pretty cool. And it's just generally more flashy than mm-hmm. your general Monster Hunter games are. So do you so think- you're excited. I'm I'm excited because honestly I actually kind of missed Generations. I barely played mm, it at okay. all because when Generations came out, I was I was working way too much. <laughs> so do, I just do you didn't think Capcom is porting this game because uh, Switch can't run World? <laughs> to be blunt, man, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, it's I, it's I, cool to have a Monster Hunter game there. Mm-hmm. It's not the newest one. Yeah, it is not. But it is a Monster Hunter game. It right? is. And to be like completely, again, blunt. Yeah, and up until this point, they would not talk to me about if Double Cross was coming to the West. They would mm-hmm. just not say anything about it. So I, along with a bunch of other people, had just assumed that Monster Hunter Double Cross would not come here. Like, yeah. even, even just yesterday, I saw a meme going around of... Um, Monster Hunter Double Cross logo, you know, deteriorating. Um, a la <laughs> Avengers, like I don't feel so good. It's like, oh man. Oh no. So it's kind of ironic that. Oh, well, here it is. <laughs> yeah, but, here it is. But I mean, like, just world. You bring up world. Any game can run on Switch. It's just yeah. a question what the sacrifice will be, right? right. Whether it's continuously bumping down the resolution to where you have a 720p game versus a 1080p or, you know, yeah, 4K yeah. raster or whatever. That's true. Upscale that is block. definitely true. Um, or, you know, kind of limiting the, the design of the characters. It's always mm-hmm. a question whether a publisher wants to spend the money to hire yeah. a developer and make that change, yeah. right? And for those curious about this this generation of Monster Hunter, um, you can actually still play the Monster Hunter Generations demo on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go and find that on the on the eShop right now if you have a 3DS and check it out. It shouldn't be that much different because it's just, as I said, like an expansion of Generations, the one that's coming out for the Switch. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh. Very exciting stuff. Oh, I- and one more thing. You uh-huh. can play as a Palico in Monster Hunter Generations. That's and a Hunter weird Generations creepy cat, Ultimate. right? He's not creepy. They're not creepy. Well, Navaru's might be... I'm, yeah, I'm pointing at the little amiibo down there. <laughs> hey, where did those amiibo come from? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just found them lying around. They don't belong to anyone for sure. <laughs> but um, we talked about. I'm sorry. My amiibo. I'm, I'm just really. Bill told me to. <laughs> yeah, I'm just super excited that we're finally getting Monster Hunter on Switch. Yeah, in yeah. whatever form. It's so been. many people yeah. have been asking for it for a really long time. So it's great to finally see it coming here, and it's actually going to be on the show floor at E3. Awesome. Cool. Very cool. cool. Are you going to play it? Yes, I'm, I'm going to try very hard <laughs> to play it. <laughs> the last game did pretty well in Japan. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. assume Monster Hunter is going to continue on Switch and mm-hmm. as the install base is going to grow in Japan as well, I think we'll see more games. It's going to be interesting to see if the lines split, if mm-hmm. they make different games for PS4 and Xbox. I'm really interested yep. in that. Going yeah, forward. we'll see. Yeah. Well, because be. Monster Hunter is so popular in Japan. You see so many people playing Monster Hunter on trains Monster. and during commute. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's one of the biggest games over there, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, thank you, Japan, for making this continue <laughs> to be successful. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some games that are releasing this week and also next week as well. Uh, we got some special permission to talk about Battle Chasers Night War a little bit early, so I want to I want to open up our leading game segment with that. Uh, Brian and I have been playing a little bit of this game. You played mm-hmm. a little bit of it today, right? Yeah, yesterday, the day before, last okay. few days. I'm, I've been really into this game. Cool. Yeah. I mean, so this game was a Available uh, previously on like PC. Was it on other consoles? As I believe well? so. Yeah. Okay. Um, the art style is done by like famous comic book artist Joe Madera, who uh, has been on IGN stuff a bunch of times, and it's gorgeous. Like it's just like this really sort of really kind of like illustratory classic comic book uh, design. Well, it's actually based off of the yeah, comic book, based off Battle the comic, Chasers, which yeah. is awesome. Um, and the animation is fantastic. It's effectively uh, an RPG. Yeah, it's yeah. turn based. Um, Yep. Um, yeah. But the way that unfolds is a little different because the overworld um, feels kind of more like moving around the map in something like Super Mario World or Super Mario. So you're on rails. Right. Yeah. Kind yeah, of. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it does open up into dungeons and open areas that um, have like a very kind of painterly look. They almost feel like Diablo. Mm-hmm. Really awesome enemy design. Uh, just a cool variety in heroes and characters that you can play as. They get really great weapons. They all have like little comic book uh, icons that come out and, and voice bubbles and stuff like that cutscenes are gorgeous um it's definitely ramping up in difficulty already for me and i'm about five hours in yeah uh so if 
you're looking for a game that will kind of push you to grind a little more than than the average game you're looking for, which I know that's something that a lot of RPG players are looking for. And I think on Switch works really well because you can just like, I don't know, put on something on the TV and just kind of go through a bunch of battles, level up. I think you'll really dig it. So um, this is not this is not a, a small so cool. indie game. It's like a no, lot no, of work no, no. went yeah. into art and music and yep. game design. It's 40 bucks, right? Yeah. This, yeah. this game has a like this has incredible Guts. production design. Um, <laughs> it's just it's it's a really this is not like like Paris said, it's not your sort of like run-of-the-mill cheap like iPhone game that got dragged and dropped onto Switch. Like this is yeah. a this is a big, robust, beautiful game. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to read. There's a lot of lore. I love how this the the view of the the kind of the isometric mm-hmm. overworld view looks a little bit like Ogre Battle, like the classic yeah, Ogre Battle yeah, games, totally. like style-wise. Totally. Really digging that. I really like uh the use of the HD rumble mm-hmm. in the Switch. Like it feels really good every single time like one of the uh one of your party members attacks an enemy. You can really feel that like oof, like rumble feature hit really hard and it's super satisfying also the music is really good it's really notice yeah. that yeah. yeah the music is really intense now i will say uh as much as i'm enjoying the story i really feel like the characters themselves aren't really fleshed out like there isn't a lot of depth to them which is a little unfortunate i know you're only five hours in mm-hmm. um but um but the story itself is pretty compelling it's keeping me playing that's for sure um, but I've also been running into some some smaller technical issues with it as well. Like I know load times are a little a little long, um, but you know it's not that big of a deal right now. Hopefully there'll be like a patch, a day one patch coming out. Yeah, I noticed like some of the initial loads can be can be pretty heavy. Um, well, I'll, I'll have like problems where I just run into a battle and it'll like load for like fifteen seconds before. Oh the wow, yeah, starts. that's yeah. interesting. And I have noticed some like frame skips and some hiccups, like walking around the overworld a little bit, where mm-hmm. it just kind of looks like i don't know like a dvd jumped for a second yeah, yeah. um hopefully that stuff gets ironed out in a mm-hmm. patch or something i imagine it will but it mostly is like when you're moment to moment it's it's running pretty well yeah. for the most part no totally yeah it's still definitely worth picking up especially if you're an rpg fan i mm-hmm. mean this what is, is it called again battle chasers night war okay yeah might have to it buy looks it really looks cool. really yeah. cool yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really cool it's uh it's 39.99 and it comes out on may 15th so that's next or this tuesday this coming tuesday so yes. Keep an eye out for that. Is um, that your pick of the the week? Uh, no, because it's coming out next week. Oh, no. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's right, it, it would be the pick of the week this week if it was coming out this week. Um, but uh, it's not. Uh, so Garage is actually a game that came out today on Thursday, May tenth, uh, and that's actually a indie title that was announced during, I believe, the March direct. Yeah, um, yeah. So like that's when we got a bunch of indies announced uh, for Switch, and Garage was one of them. One of the games that really caught my eye. It's like this top-down um, isometric. Uh, it's not really a twin stick shooter, but it plays a little bit like one. Mm-hmm. I guess you could call it a twin stick shooter, right? Yeah, and it's got some sort of mild survival elements. I mean, not not really. To me, um, this is like Hotline Miami yeah, meets that's what it Resident like. Evil. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good way of putting it. Yeah, um, Resident Evil uh, Gaiden for the Game Boy Color. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's actually a pretty tough game. It's, uh, it's kind of subverted my expectations because it starts off as a kind of you know typical top-down action survival game and then little by little becomes i would say uh wildly hallucinogenic Uh. (laughs) (laughs) and uh you get abilities to break down walls and it gets um it gets a lot different and it actually kind of started to lose me a little bit Mm. um i don't i don't love this game i don't hate it either i just kind of like it it's cool i'm gonna keep it on my switch and give it some more some more time but um yeah, so far it's it's I think it's like it's it's not like your generic top-down action game because it's doing some interesting stuff, but um it's also kind of just another top-down game about zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and kicking rats. And kicking rats, which are surprisingly tough. Oh no. Yeah, well, like zombie rats. I think they are. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're zombie rats. rats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're the most annoying zombie rats I've ever read yeah. into yeah, any video game before. <laughs> Big problem, zombie rats. Yeah. Um, but if you like survival horror games, it's it's pretty good. It's okay. Uh, it's not as exciting as I thought it would be, but um, it's still worth playing through, and I definitely am going to finish it. This so. is Garage? Garage. Was it difficult? It's getting difficult. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very difficult. Um, but what's nice is you don't really run out of ammo too often. There's, like, lots of weapons around, and um, it's pretty easy to kill the zombies. The rats are a pain, though. Like, it's just stay <laughs> You have to the kick them. You have you can't, to. You can't really do other You can stuff. shoot them, but yeah. it's kind of, like, weird. Just it's like, easier, yeah. Loading an Uzi on <laughs> rats. Yeah, rat. exactly. Um, yeah, I know, uh, man, I know we've been kind of skimping out on questions. 
question block these past couple weeks, but we've seriously just been running out of time. There's been so much stuff to talk about. So I promise that we will get to, we'll, we'll make like a special like 10, 15 minute long segment where we can just talk to you guys directly with the chat because I'm so happy to have you all here with us in the chat. But I do want to get to one question um, from Professor Game and Watch. He asks, what's the strangest place you've played your Switch? This is a really good question. Um, mm. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I've played it in so many different places. Yeah, I'm going like, to let one of you guys go. Everybody first. says toilet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's not strange. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, everyone's got a spare switch in there. We've got, we've got people in the chat, room, right? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. We've, we've got people in the chat saying, uh, I've played my switch at Microsoft. That's a pretty switch, uh, strange place. To play <laughs> oh, switch. that's awesome. That's a, that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, I feel like there is no actual strange place to play your mm-hmm. switch another another person <laughs> said a funeral oh. oh that's wow yeah, yeah. He, did okay. not, he did not like that that's person that died not, uh, i not. guess not i hope you use the black one i think we've colorful probably. joy-con yeah. that one. The, the black joy-con yeah the black joy-con my joy-con yeah, are grieving uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah these are my morning oh, oh, no. <laughs> uh no like i I've, i feel like i've played it on a train i've played it on a plane i've tried it played it on a boat you see there's <laughs> like, dr seuss yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm very seussian today uh not, none of those are weird yeah no. yeah no like I've, yeah. I've played it at a bar but that's normal according to the trailer right like i don't know that that's not i'm actually i'm actually watching an anime right now called love is hard for an otaku and like the first episode they're just playing monster hunter double cross on their switch in a bar oh wow that's totally normal wow yeah (laughs) i think honestly like you know as we get more and further into the switch's life cycle i wouldn't be surprised if we saw more of that stuff happening people just bringing it out into the public playing it at bars and you know different spots like that i think my favorite place was i was i was playing arms in the Cerulean Hotel in Tokyo, just like kind of overlooking the whole city. Just like I had this huge picture window and I was just like leaned up against the wall playing and I'm like, that's cool. This is great. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, that's our show this week. We're a weekly show on IGN.com every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time. But you could also catch us on YouTube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat on Fridays uh, if you don't want to catch the episode a day early on (gasps) IGN. You should. Uh, You definitely should. And of course, uh, you can always listen to us as well on any of your favorite podcast listening services, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all of that good stuff. Uh, thank you guys very much for joining me here today. Of and thank you thank very you. much in the chat. Uh, it's great to see all of your face or all of your names. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Get the thing. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.